Welcome to Mystic Queen's Circle Queen. This podcast is all about connecting with the universe. And that universe is you. Here, spirituality will meet reality. We will discuss mindfulness, personal growth, vulnerabilities, and bash society norms about women, sparkling it up with spiritual fun as astrology, tarot, and laws of the universe. I'm your host, Diana Baltra, modern mystic, astrologer, writer, and mindful self-love coach. I really hope you will enjoy this ride. So let's jump in and start growing together. Hey angels, welcome to today's episode called Holistic Healing and Guidance. Now this is the guest speaker episode, so I'm really, really happy to present to you Tori. Tori is such a beautiful person. I resonated with her energy so drastically. I think this is one of my most favorite episodes just because I resonate a lot with her core values as a person myself. So this really touched my own heart and how I navigate in life and how do I want to navigate further, which is why I believe you're going to learn a lot from this. We discuss various healing modalities, various practices that you can use in your life to heal, because let's be real, we need healing all the time. This is not one-way journey. We need to heal our ups and downs. We need to heal our energies. We need to check our blocks and to heal through them. Let's not even touch the beliefs. There is so much healing that can go here in our lives in order to create more flow because if we run away, if we don't look at our whole fundamentals of our core of who we are, which well includes lots of pain, then we're going to just be drifting and pretending right there till we reach that point where we're going to be overwhelmed and depleted. And I don't want you, dear, to be this way. I don't want you to feel this way. So let's avoid that love. Tori is a holistic health practitioner and self-liberation coach. She is also specializing in folk herbalism. She studied with the renowned herbalist Rosemary Gladster. And she also has 500 hours trauma-informed certification as a yoga teacher. That's quite impressive, isn't it? She's also working with Atta Yoga Bodywork. She's also Holy Fire third Reiki Master teacher. Tori combines her modalities to invite you into deep, true, profound healing, spiritual inquiry, and transformation. So I really can't wait, loves, for you to meet Tori and to see how her work truly helps people to heal their bodies, helps people to heal their minds, helps people to heal their hearts and souls and just live that more deeply fulfilling lives. So no further ado, loves, let's meet Tori Cummings, Holistic Healing and Guidance Powerhouse. So hello, hello, my loves. I'm so happy to bring you today this beautiful human being, the soul. I honestly, firstly, I saw you, Tori. I saw firstly that you're really, really connected with nature. That was just like this aesthetic that was screaming through it. 
that you are this natural nature goddess and I felt so related with you because I'm quite a nature kid myself or I love spending time in nature to heal. So I really needed to know who the heck is this girl, to be honest, and what exactly she is doing. Because, I mean, look at yourself. Like, you're such an incredible, like, druid being of healing. And no surprise, loves, we're going to speak today about healing. So welcome, Tori. I'm so happy having you here. Thank you so, so much, Diana, for allowing me to appear on your podcast. It is such an honor to connect further with you. And I completely resonate with you in being such a nature lover. And especially when I was a little child, I was just totally immersed in nature. So I feel you on that one. And it's a pleasure to be here. So Tori, let's maybe just start telling people a little bit about yourself and how did you actually got into the world of healing? I mean, I know pretty much everything probably in the world can be perceived as healing, but how how did you resonate with that? How did that actually escalate it in your life? Basically, when I was really young, I was a teenager, I was about 15, and I have severe scoliosis. So they sent me to Boston Children's Hospital when I was about 15. And I'm from central Massachusetts, just for a little backstory. But all in all, they were trying to put me on narcotics and all of these intense medications at a very young age. And luckily, I have a very amazing father that advocated for me to not be put on narcotics. But all in all, I was kind of at a loss for what to do. Um, I had taken so much Advil. I gave myself a stomach ulcer when I was 15. And it was basically like, at that age, I recognized that modern medicine was not serving me. And it was actually hurting my body and creating more issues and just hiding the symptoms of the underlying root causes. So I began my own self-exploration and doing my own research at the age of 15, and I started to dive into yoga, and I realized how much that helped me, and then I found energy work and Reiki, and then from there I found folk herbalism, and all in all, I just kept growing and learning more and more and it just kept compounding and I saw the immaculate results that I was getting by connecting in with natural resources and the energies of our own bodies and literally just stepped into such an abundant feeling and such a deeply healed body that I couldn't help but to become trained and certified in these things and share them with the world. Wow, what a story. I mean, you had quite a ride, I can say, um, and a beautiful one because it transformed you into this being, you know, so way to go, darling. I'm also thinking, would you would you actually say that healing is spirituality itself? And what is actually spirituality to you, darling? Spirituality to me is recognizing that there is a greater thing behind all of life. So recognizing that we aren't the only thing, but that there is a bigger source, a bigger energy that is actually behind everything. So whether that be God, whether that be universe, goddess, great spirit, whomever you subscribe to, there is a greater cause behind it all. And I do absolutely believe that healing is completely a spiritual path. And I have learned and, you know, taken that on for myself that my own healing is my spiritual path and my path to enlightenment or fully awakening 
self-realization and actualization. So it's exactly probably you already answered the question that I usually ask, I guess, speakers, what is your soul's purpose? Is it healing others? <laughs> yes. So my soul's purpose is not only to offer, you know, healing sessions to other people, but my deepest soul purpose is to invite people into the space of transformation and by doing so naturally. So connecting with the earth, being able to connect profoundly with themselves, even the darker aspects of themselves and recognize that that is their story for a reason and help them transform it into their life's passion as well. You know, shit, we all need that a lot lately, especially if we're spending lots of time at home, let's be real. You know, this beauty of the things that are happening now in the world, even though people say that it is devastating events, I think this is allowing us to tap also more into nature if we look through that different perspective. Now we understand the beauty of air, of nature, of connection with it, because we want to get out more and we do that. You know, I never have seen that many people before than I walked in the park area. Now it's like full of people and that makes my heart actually flourish. Do you see that too actually happening in the world? Yes, especially as it starts to warm up in Massachusetts. I've been recognizing so many more cars parked at places where, you know, last spring when I would go to those same places, it was like a few cars, but it wasn't a jam-packed parking lot. So I am seeing people recognize that nature is healing and it is just so beautiful. And it, I'm with you. It totally warms my heart and just makes me feel expanded to see more people connecting in. Yes, do that, people. Do that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's beautiful. I'm also kind of trying to get more into the targets group mind. And I can see that someone that who starts the spirituality process there are so many, you know, tools to use. And we talk about this also with other podcast guests that it's so freaking hard to choose, you know, where to start, especially with healing. This is the topic that, let's be real, we mostly try to run away from. So what would be your suggestion where that starting point maybe is the best or the most simple for people who just start? Mm, such a beautiful question. So for me, I think that connecting into plants is an amazing place to start because not only does it allow you to address stuff within your body, but it also is going to address your mental and the spiritual. So diving into learning more about plants and the medicinal plants around you, I think is such a beautiful process to begin with because as you connect deeper into the earth, most of the time, as long as you take that time to sit with it, it will allow that spark within you to deepen and connect into what your next step may be. So for me personally, I find that when I offer my coaching clients different herbal products or things to utilize or, you know, to go forage for in their own local areas, and they use this, they often get guidance from the plant, from the earth energy to that next step that they need to take. So usually, I always love connecting in with those plants and sharing that with my, my people, my community, so that they can tune into themselves and learn where to go next. Mm -hmm. That's totally a good tip. I mean, I always just also speak with people, if you can spend some time in nature, that's the start. And then getting to know also these plants and working with them, that can be such a beautiful, exactly connection with the mama earth, 
which we are too. We are the part of it. We are the guests here. So we do need to respect it. And also Mama Earth provides so many things for us. You know, the food aspects, like we wouldn't be able to survive here otherwise. So um, there is so much beauty with that concept. So what would be next? What other practices maybe you have in mind? I know you do lots of healing sessions yourself with your clients. So probably you are having quite an undergoing journey trip with them to go from one point to another. So just share any tips you have on that side. Yes, absolutely. So when I work with my clients, oftentimes they begin with either yoga or Reiki or energy work with me. And that's usually the tipping point of learning what they need to address deeper. And within that, it depends, of course, like it's completely an individualistic approach. But all in all, I do believe that either a movement practice or an energetic healing practice is usually the next best step. Because when you're moving your body or moving the energy of your body in an energy work session, it is releasing stagnant things or cracking open things that perhaps were hidden to your conscious mind and locked in your subconscious or perhaps locked in your body as The Body Keeps the Score, which is an amazing book for anyone interested in learning more about how the body holds on to different traumas and things that have occurred to us. But I have found that usually Reiki or shamanic Reiki, uh, what I use in my practice, and yoga or movement uh, is definitely the best modalities to dive into after, you know, that different herbal product or connecting with the earth, because it does begin to move that energy and help you to get it up and out of your body, as well as realize deeper layers of yourself, almost like peeling open an onion, you just peel open and you find deeper things, peel open and find deeper things until you get down to your core. Darlings, I just want to jump in and tell you that we just have recently opened a beautiful Facebook group called Simple Spirituality with Mystic Queens Circle. So I would like to welcome you to jump in into our circle. We are sharing lots of beautiful spiritual practices there, doing it all together. We have Monday motivation for lovely affirmations to start your week with lots of positivity. We have Wednesdays for Wednesday alignment, where we share these simple, beautiful spiritual practices, which are really easily done. And we do that with a video format, so it's much more intimate. On Thursdays, we share the spiritual bomb where we break some kind of myths or just create a little bomb of spirituality, something that is, well, not always that evident up there, or maybe something that is really, really freaking essential. And we're sharing lots of other different things up there. So please join us. We would love seeing you there because I'm not only there alone. I'm there with my team from Mystic Queen Circle. So I would really love all of us to meet and to connect a little bit more. I can't wait to see you there, love. Yes, and also I think many people, when they hear the word movement, they think about something extremely intense. So then you say movement, are there different forms we can try? Is there a big difference? Is it dancing or is it just releasing? How would you recommend to do that? 
I love all of your questions, Diana. Yes. So you can dance. Absolutely. If that's something that you love to do, go ahead and dance whatever way feels good for you. Or it could be beginning yoga. And that doesn't have to be the crazy postures of standing on your head or your hands or your arms. It could be the very simple sun salutations and just beginning that journey. So even beginner's yoga can be amazing for helping to begin releasing those stagnant or stuck energies within the bodies. But there's also Tai Chi, there's also Qigong, there's, you know, you could even do martial arts for people that have a lot of residual anger and resentment pent up within them and need to release it. I've also found that's really good for um, my men clients, because that is something that they've, you know, repressed or looked at as bad within themselves. And Honestly, it really depends. Like if some other form of movement serves you better that is different than what I've mentioned here, absolutely go for it. Follow your heart's passion. If it's belly dancing, if it's burlesque, if it's anything like that, just getting movement in your body is so, so healing not only to the physical systems, but also to the mental space where our energy will reside until we decide to move it through the rest of our body. Yes. I'm also just saying that because to be honest, I never considered myself much of the moving person. And I hated running and jogging till I understood that exercising can come in other ways. Um, Yes. Hello. (laughs) So that's why I'm just thinking about this because I also hear lots of excuses sometimes from people that, oh, I'm just a stagnant person. I'm not a dancer. And I sometimes think that that maybe usually means that exactly you need that even more. It's like this concept, you know, that we have in meditation. If you don't have time to take 10 minutes per day, you need an hour. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I am so with you. Like I did grow up as a competitive dancer. So that is my background. But I was the kid that hated running. I literally despised it. And so I was looking for other ways to stay active. And also, like, I'm not a huge fan of lifting weights and going to the gym and things like that. So I wanted to find my own path in that. And it is true what you just mentioned, that thing that we're shying away from is actually the thing we need the most. So if for some reason you're like, oh, like dancing makes me want to shrivel up and the idea of that terrifies me. Well, imagine if you pushed yourself into that growth zone and actually experienced dancing within your body, what kind of medicine that could be for your soul. Heck yeah. And this is just our triggers that, of course, come through the past experiences we had. Something happened why we assume that dancing is bad or we haven't been surrounded in that environment for too long. But trespassing our boundaries can be so freaking magical. I also have one question for you in regards to Reiki. I know some people are a little bit unfamiliar with it, so maybe we should explain a little bit. But what is the difference between Reiki and shamanic Reiki? Can you maybe evaluate on that? (laughs) Absolutely. And I, I would be happy to. So Reiki is a form of energy work. It is actually ancient and it may be as old as people are, but different lineages, quote unquote, started at different times. So Reiki in general is basically something that every single person can tap into. And it is a healing modality of lightly laying the hands upon someone. 
And the practitioner or, you know, the Reiki master, whatever they may be, is just a conduit for source, divinity, God, goddess, whomever you subscribe to, to channel the energy, that healing energy through them and into your body. And Reiki is something that can never do harm. It completely respects self-will. So if you don't want to receive it, you won't. But if you open yourself to it, it will offer your body the healing that it needs. And all in all, the difference between Reiki and shamanic Reiki is oftentimes in shamanic Reiki practices, we invite the client, the person that is receiving the session, to participate in their own healing. So just to give you a little example of that, if I find a energetic density or a blockage within someone's body, I personally will oftentimes ask them to imagine as if they float up above their body and look down and see themselves as a quartz crystal. And if there is a density within them, I want them to notice that and see what that density looks like inside of their crystallized body. And then from there, I oftentimes give them a crystal in their hand and ask them to either place it on that blockage and hold it on there. And then I place my hands over it while I channel Reiki as they breathe that density into the stone and then slowly move it away from their heart and then down their arm and down into their hand until they completely serve that energetic density into their hand itself. And then they release the rock and I put it in salt water and there's just one uh, little example of what we do, but it's basically inviting that earth-based religion or earth-based practices into a session while empowering someone to recognize that they also can be a part of their own healing. And it's not always outside of themselves, but it is also within. That's beautiful. I also love that you mentioned the concept or actually the truth itself, a natural truth that we can't receive healing, we can't open ourselves up for evil spirits, so to say, if we don't want to, if we are not open, so it will never happen. Um, because I see lots of people still having this concept that, oh my gosh, Reiki is some kind of witchcraft. What if the person is going to energetically touch me in the wrong way? And on and on. How do you sometimes deal with these beliefs actually what do you say to people i love that because i've definitely heard that oftentimes i'm in a small town in massachusetts and oftentimes people will say what i do is voodoo so <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell me about that <laughs> all in all i oftentimes explain to them the fact that reiki is a completely natural form of healing that has been done throughout centuries and then i always bring up especially if someone is religious the fact that Jesus himself was actually doing Reiki and it was misinterpreted as some kind of external force that was outside of him when he was trying to tell everyone that you have the power to do this as well. So I oftentimes explain that to them and explain that it does respect free will and that the energetics of the practitioner or energy of the practitioner 
is never going into you. So the practitioner's karma, their ego is never going to stand in between you and the healing that you're receiving from Reiki. But what will happen is that that will be healed within a practitioner over time as they continue their practice, even if they are egotistically driven or anything like that. The Reiki will heal that continuously within them, but you are never receiving any type of ego issues or karma from the practitioner because Reiki protects you from that. Since it's channeled from the divine and isn't channeled from the practitioner, there's no, you know, like negative energies that can go into your body. Mm -hmm. I love like such a perfect explanation. I'm going to use that myself, especially the one about Jesus. I mean, just beautiful way explained in general all of this. So do you have any maybe other healing modalities? I know you mentioned so many, but I'm just interested if you are touching anything else with your clients that are a little bit against yoga or movement or Reiki. What do you say to those ones? Honestly, I oftentimes hear that like yoga is just a physical practice and it's just an exercise. And my clients and my community have always prized or loved the fact that my classes are a blend of deep spirituality as well as movement that is nourishing and healing to the body. So for me, yoga is not at all just a physical exercise or a physical practice. It is profoundly a spiritual practice that is helping you to peel back those layers of yourself and find who you are deeper within the core. And I also do mention the fact that in addition to yoga and all of these other things that I offer, it is just a path for you to unravel at your own pace and in your own way. So if it feels right to you, follow it. But if it doesn't feel right to you, maybe that's not where you need to be at this time. So if anyone ever says like, yoga just does not work for me, I oftentimes suggest other things such as I do Thai yoga body work or Thai massage, which is a combination of yoga and a little bit of energy work and massage that helps people to actually relax a little bit deeper into their parasympathetic nervous systems and allow deeper healing as well as really, really, really uh, releasing any kind of stagnant energies within their body. And then when it comes to folk herbalism, or herbalism in general, working with plant medicines, oftentimes I hear like, well, th does this even work? <laughs> mm -hmm. And the truth is, is it absolutely does as long as you're consistent with it and as long as you believe in it. If you are choosing to take it in an inconsistent way and kind of half-ass believing it, no, it's not going to work for you. You have to be diligent in your practice of taking it and recognize the power of the plant to actually invite that healing inwards. And honestly, herbal medicine is where a lot of my clients reside to after modern medicine has failed them. So it is something that absolutely works and can be totally helpful along someone's journey, whether it's a small issue or a big issue, and help you heal profoundly compared to just covering up symptoms rather than getting to the root of the cause. Mm, that's so true. I'm like, also, not. let's not say against the traditional medicine, but I'm trying to avoid it as much as possible. It's just nice to flush your body with natural things, you know, versus chemicals. 
I totally understand why someone would like to shift and just generally why not to try and to see if that works versus, you know, putting lots of chemicals that we can't pronounce ourselves into our bodies and in nature at the same time, because it goes out a lot. Let's be real, we don't absorb everything. But what is your own favorite healing practice, actually? Such a good question. So personally, I mean, I, of course, use a combination of all of my modalities, but my absolute favorite is working with plants and connecting to the spirits of different plants. This is what really helped me dive deep into my own spiritual journey and realize what my profound truth and meaning for this life is. So I utilize plant medicines in every single day of my life. And I have found just such a deeper depth within myself, as well as like a grounded, deep, profound rootedness in my truth and not being swayed and shaken because it has healed my nervous system at such a profound level that I don't have to second guess myself all the time. I know my truth. I know how I feel about things. I'm much more deeply intertwined with my intuition. And I'm not always being swayed by someone else as I used to be because I was definitely a huge people pleaser in the past. So it has helped me just find myself and my truth and share that with the world in a grounded manner. I mean, hello, that's not very surprising. I know people can't see you because like we are using the video here, but just to give this image, Tori has this green, amazing hair. She is wearing a green necklace, a green blouse, and her whole room is green. So of course, like plant medicine working with that and liking that. I mean, this is just lovely, you know. But okay, love, we're gonna need to wrap. I know we can discuss a little bit more. But before we do that, what would be your final word, maybe some kind of wish for people in regards to healing that you would like to share with the other people? I love that. So all in all, I highly suggest trusting yourself and your own inner guidance and surrendering as deeply as you possibly can to it. Because when you step into that space of trusting yourself and honoring yourself in that way and trusting the earth as well and great spirit, whomever you subscribe to, is going to lead you into the path that you need the most. So stop second-guessing yourself. Stop self-sabotaging yourself and saying, no, it's this thing, not what I originally was feeling. That first thing that bubbles up into you, that is your intuition. Go with it. Those other thoughts that trickle in afterwards are usually that second-guessing, that anxiety. So trust your gut instinct and let that lead you along your healing journey. And it will be so helpful and so profound. And you won't be swaying in all these different directions to try every little different thing. But you'll know that your spirit, your own soul, is guiding you towards whatever it is that it needs at that time. Because mm, we always know inside ourselves, of course, we are the source. Beautiful. So darling, are you working with some kind of project maybe at the moment that you would like to share? And what is your main channel, dear, where people can find you? So my main channel where people can find me is littlelotustradingco.com. You can find all of my offerings there. You can also follow me on Instagram at littlelotustradingco or flowin with Tori, so F-L-O-W-I-N, with Tori, T-O-R-I. 
And you can find everything that I offer on those pages as well. And right now, I just opened, as of yesterday, one-on-one coaching slots where I utilize my various healing modalities and holistic ways, ancient modalities, and I combine all of them into a coaching container for you and your needs. And I define myself as a holistic self-liberation coach because what I do is I help to ignite profound transformation and healing within you so that you can work towards your greatest dreams and live what feels like the most fulfilling life for you. So right now the doors are open to enroll. There are limited spaces in joining me in that one-on-one container, but you can find that on my website at littlelotustradingco.com and you can look for more information there if you're interested in working with me. And surely we're going to have everything on the show notes so that people can jump in and find you, darling. But I'm so thankful for you, for you existing on this beautiful earth, for you shining your light, helping people to heal. It's such a beautiful job. So thank you for being a healer and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, and your presence. It is an honor to connect with you, Diana. And I look forward to staying connected and learning more through your podcast and so much more. Thank you. Mm, Love you. Loving you right back. Oh, loves, this was magical, wasn't it? I'm so happy that I have brought this lovely person to share together with you and her magic and her light because she is really shining through. Just if you would see her, you would just totally get what I mean. And I think you can even hear that through her voice. So I'm really happy I actually even met this person in this lifetime really a lot. And that reminds me again how amazing it is to have this experience on earth, meeting these amazing light people who are radiating so much beauty and healing for the whole universe. So I hope you learned a lot from this episode. This is one of my favorites, as I have mentioned. And I'm really just fascinated how the healing perspective in our world can really be simplified. We can really do some simple spiritual activities, as I say, even to heal ourselves. And sometimes we just make them sound a little bit more divine. We are just afraid about certain ways how we will integrate. We will afraid that it's going to be too dark, that we're going to absorb some energies as we are talking in this episode. But I just want you to hear, you should not be afraid. This beautiful healing magic of the source is always present. All you need to do is just to tap into it. That's all, darling. Just need to open up and to tap into it and you will receive it always. Just ask for it. Thank you, loves. Thank you a lot for giving me your precious time. I love you a lot. Take care of yourself and I will see you next week.